0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. This has been a crazy week. Today is Wednesday, January 10th. I'm going to be going over a little bit of this week's Bible study from Mom Strong International. So, if you are subscribed to the Mom Strong International Bible study, this is a great time for you to grab your notes and sort of uh, follow along with me. I'm just going to do a little section of it. And for the rest of you, if you're not familiar with Mom Strong International, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged so we just got back from new york and let's just can i just say flying from the west to the east this time of year is not for the faint of heart (laughs) we got we just happened to uh, head out during the uh, famous bomb cyclone and then there was the uh, water main break at uh, JFK International Airport, which the, uh, the airport flooded, the terminal, Terminal 4 flooded, and people's luggage was literally sitting in water. So craziness, our flights were canceled four times and delayed several times. We spent hours sitting on the tarmac just waiting for a plane to find a gate, and we finally made it home, and oh my goodness, I was so happy for my own bed. So I wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who came out in Sparta. We saw the Lord. Do amazing things there, and I know that because of uh, the Mailbox Monday questions that I keep getting in my inbox, you guys are very acutely aware of the battle that we are in for the hearts and minds of our children. The battle that is being waged in spiritual places that the Apostle Paul talks about so um, poignantly in Ephesians six, and that battle is raging around us. So from now on, on Wednesday so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. My um, game up a little bit here at the podcast. We are well into the 500s of the episodes here at the Busy Mom Podcast. And to um, sort of help move MomStrong International along, I'm going to spend Wednesdays just teaching from what it is that we're studying that particular week. So we are going through the Book of John right now at MomStrong International. If you haven't checked that out, you can go to, wait for it, International com, And you can get the scripture writing challenge there for free, like it's always been. You just need to log in. And you can also choose to subscribe to the Bible study. We are doing weekly Bible studies, going to take you a little bit more in-depth, Than we have in the past. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening in the culture, change the direction, hopefully, of the hearts and minds of those of you who are listening to me and have for a long time been hearing me talk about the importance of being in the Word and actually give you a practical way to be in God's Word. So, It's an incredible opportunity for you to study the Word of God with me. You can do it with your groups. You can do it with your children. um, But it's a beautifully illustrated, wonderful uh, weekly Bible study. So I hope you'll check that out at MomStrong International. This week, we're going through the second chapter of John. Last week, we were in John 1. And this week, we're going to be talking about John chapter two, which is the wedding um, at Cana where Jesus turned the water into wine. I'll read John two verses one to five for you. The master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone who brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed him. I think it's important to note right here that this was the, obviously the first of Jesus' many, um, many miracles that he had performed throughout his ministry on the earth. But I want to just go through a couple of them in, in particular. I'm not going to do the whole Bible study simply because we don't have time to do that on, uh, on the podcast. But the point here kind of in the past is that Jesus turned the water into wine. According to the Bible, it was to reveal his glory as creator, as master of ceremonies, um, and the bridegroom of the church would bring renewal, celebration, and God's blessing in his kingdom. God was demonstrating through Jesus— what it means to serve others in the process of performing this miracle. It was interesting to me as I was studying John chapter 2. And by the way, uh, our whole family is involved in the creation and the writing of the Bible study. So in case you think it's just me putting these together by myself every week, it isn't. Uh, just like the podcast is brought to you by a team of people, the Bible study is also being put together um, by a team of people. And I hope that you guys check out every aspect of it, because what we're trying to do is give you kind of a meaty study of the word, but then also um, give you a culture application. How does this apply to my life right now? And then how can I turn around and teach it to my children? And really, that's what I'm trying to get you to do is turn around and feel like you have such a good understanding of it that you can talk to your children about it um, when you're driving them home in the carpool, or you're sitting around during homeschool, or um, after breakfast, or whenever it is that you're with your children. Because there is a blessing in the study of the word of God, God will bless you for it. He blesses the study of His Word, and that's part of the heart behind this. And when you look about, uh, looking at John chapter two, there's so much here, obviously, to, to talk about. And I'm not going to be able to uh, hit it all, even in the Bible cities that we're doing. But we're gonna we're gonna hit as much as we can. But first, we see Jesus at a wedding, and I want to sort of turn your attention to a different aspect that sometimes we don't think about as we read the story of Jesus turning. The water into wine. Next week, we're going to talk about uh, this, this the topic of alcohol, which I'm really excited to sort of dig into because I think there's such incredible implications for us as believers in how we tackle the topic of alcohol. But for this week, we're going to look at a different aspect of the wedding at Canaan. Because in John 2, we get to be a silent witness to an ancient story. It was the story that began the very public ministry of miracles that Jesus performed during his time on earth. We're gonna see him uh, do something that some people might consider beneath him. I mean, really, what was he doing at a wedding? Here he is, Emmanuel, God with us, the word made flesh. This is is the, the Lord of the universe, the God of heaven's armies walking around in the flesh, making time for a wedding. And you guys are going to see as we continue to study the book of John, that not only does Jesus make time for a wedding, he also makes time for a funeral. He made time to be in the lives of the people around him. Why? Well, when Jesus chose the wedding at Cana to perform the first of many miracles that were going to follow it, his first followers were given a beautiful glimpse into the heart of Jesus. Don't you think that's true? Uh, If you look close, you'll see the heart of the father that shines through his son. Because Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And it seems like such an interesting place to start these miracles uh, at a wedding. Because I'm imagining Jesus would have had other more pressing matters to attend to that day. Maybe there were some Pharisees (laughs) that needed correcting, right? Or a lame man that needed healing. But instead, Jesus chose to enter into the everyday lives of the people around him. Jesus, the King of Kings who came to us on a mission to save mankind, not only responded to the wedding invitation, he entered in to the situation. So Jesus sees that there's this problem. He didn't go there, at least not that we know, to turn the water into wine. Uh, He basically did it. As a favor, right? He recognizes that there's an issue, and also you got to understand most of these people didn't believe in Jesus yet. Even a lot of his disciples uh, didn't believe him, and so this was a big deal that he that he would turn the water into wine. But I also think such an incredible example of God's heart for people. And it's the same heart that we want to be emulating and copying as we raise our own children and as we go out into the world, basically as ambassadors for Jesus. You see, God's son was the ultimate multitasker, right? And in turning the water into wine, not only did he show his power and authority over all created things, but he also demonstrated an incredible love for the people that he came to save. He set the bar pretty high, didn't he? And I don't know about you, but I, I'll confess it's easy for me to lose eternal perspective in the day-to-day of serving my family, right? I think sometimes when we're you know washing hands and making dinner and folding the seven millionth load of laundry and, and getting sort of um, lost in the day-to-days of what we're doing, it's easy to lose sight of why we're doing what we're doing. And Jesus didn't have to do what he did. I mean, one could argue we have to make lunch and dinner for our kids, right? Why do they want dinner every single day? (laughs) I'm a big fan of Cheerios for dinner, by the way. But you see, God's son was setting the bar really high in saying, this is important to me. And as a mother, we get to choose to participate with him daily when we serve our family. And Jesus' example is kind of spurring me on as a mother. Because when I'm carrying jars of water like they were doing at the wedding, or washing little hands and feet, preparing meals, or educating, correcting. I'm the chauffeur and the judge and sometimes the jury. (laughs) What I'm really saying is, Lord, I want to serve like you do. I want to love people like you do. And there's even more because in the process of serving others, something else is happening. God is doing something else in us as we learn to live like Jesus did. What we do in the process is we learn to have the heart of Jesus. And you don't need to turn water into wine to enter into the everyday lives of the people that God puts in your life to experience the transforming power of servanthood. And the way that we serve and enter into the lives of others says a lot about the value that we place on other people. It says a lot about how we model after the Savior. You see, our role is simply to listen for the Holy Spirit. We listen for instruction and then... We simply do what he asks us. So I guess with that in mind, I'm going to ask you, what is it that the Lord is putting in front of you? Sometimes there are things that we don't necessarily want to do. You can make a pretty good case for Jesus maybe not wanting uh, to turn the water into wine. Maybe he had other, my hunch is he had other things he was thinking about. Other things that were more important. But he stopped what he was doing and he entered into the lives, into, into the ordinary lives of the people that God had put around him. And in so doing, he was saying, I care about you. I care about you. And ultimately, we are called to serve other people to do one thing, and that's to point other people back to Jesus. It's so easy, isn't it, to just say, you know what? I've got other things to do. I'm too busy. We do that with our Bible reading. I was talking about that at MomStrong uh, in New Jersey this last weekend. It's so easy for me to say, you know what? I've got too many things to do to read the Bible today. I got this. I don't need to do it. And then when we fail to do that, we fail to um, take the time to sort of get our own gas tank refill to get out into the world to serve the way God would want us to serve. We sort of start out our day running on empty oftentimes. And every time you serve your family or another person in the name of Jesus, God's heart is seen through you just like it was seen through the Lord that day at the wedding. Because serving others is just the beginning of God's miraculous work in those of us who have been reborn. And so when you think about your children or you think about the, the, the circumstances of your life right now, ask yourself this question, am I taking advantage of every opportunity that God gives me? Am I so in tune with his spirit? Because Jesus did what God told him to do, right? The Bible records that Jesus said, I only do what my father tells me to do. And that is the same attitude that we wanna have with our children, with those people that God puts in our circle of influence. Every single one of you listening to this today has a particular um, influence. God has given you influence. And we talk about this all the time, the importance of that influence, what it means to wield that influence in a way that brings people to the Lord, that motivates them to want to serve other people, that motivates them to wanna know, hey, what is it about that woman that is so attractive. Well, it's Jesus, in, it's Jesus in you. It's the Lord in you. We're not trying to draw attention to ourselves. We're trying to say, hey, check out this person that I've come to know, this, this God made flesh. Jesus is his name. My grandmother used to say, have you met my Jesus? Let me tell you about my Jesus. She was serving others from the moment she got up in the morning till when she went to bed at night. And I was privileged to spend uh, the early part of my life watching her do that. She set the bar. She set the bar in serving others. Didn't matter if we were taking a bus into downtown Portland, or if we were uh, doing work with a homeless, or if we were changing tires on uh, cars for single moms, and grandma was serving soup, and I was standing alongside her just watching how she did it. Your children are watching you. And your life is saying who you believe and who you serve. So I hope you guys will be encouraged to be in the word today to uh, serve other people the way that Jesus did. In the same way, some of you have heard me say on this podcast, Lord, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours. Make me care about the things that you care about. We also want to say, Lord, help me serve like you did. Give me a heart for the people around me, the people in my community, and let me be used of you in exactly the way you've designed me to be used. And it starts with servant headed, and Jesus modeled it for us during his entire ministry here on the earth. So you guys be encouraged because God is something he wants you to do. I know it's the beginning of January. This is a great time of year to um, resolve to say, I'm going to be more like Jesus this year. I mean, we resolve to lose weight, right? Most of the time we re- we're resolving to do all kinds of things. And I would just encourage you, don't forget about what God would have you do in your spiritual life as well. So if you haven't been a student of the Word in the past, I just want to encourage you. I am going to be going through the Bible with you all year at momstronginternational.com. If you haven't joined up, I just want to encourage you to do it. We have had that open now for almost a week, and we're coming up on about 4,500 of you uh, subscribed already to the Scripture Writing Challenge. I want to encourage you to take that a step deeper and subscribe to, uh, the, to the Bible studies for MomStrong International. I think you're going to be encouraged. I think you're going to be blessed. I think you're going to love— uh, what we're doing for moms to help them interact with their children. wanna just remind you as well, I'm gonna be coming to Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. I am headed your way on February 2nd and 3rd, so I hope you guys will join me there. If you've got a question that you want me to answer, I would love to do that. For Mailbox Monday, you can email me podcast at busymom.com. And listen, we get a lot of emails at that particular email. So if, if your question is related to Mailbox Monday, please put that in the subject line so that we can flag it and set it aside. Um, most of the questions that we're getting right now have largely to do with how do we interact with the culture um, in spiritual decline, particularly where our children are involved. And I'm going to come back on Friday and talk a little bit more About some of the situation that we're facing in the culture, but even go deeper than that and just say, I believe God wants to transform his church in the process. But what does it take to be transformed? It takes discernment. In other words, eyes that want to see everything through spiritual lens. So come back on Friday, uh, Friday the 12th, and listen in again. If you haven't shared this podcast with your friends, please do that. We would love it if you leave a review for us on iTunes. If you are enjoying Becoming Mom Strong, the book or the Bible study, it would bless the socks off of us. If you would leave reviews for those books over at Amazon and just invite other people to do it. You can start your own Bible study through MomStrong International with lots of opportunities for you to grow in the Lord this year and to bring other women along with you. So I love you guys. I was so privileged to be able to hug so many of your necks in uh, Sparta, New Jersey. What a joy that was. And I'm gonna be looking forward to doing that in Dayton on the 2nd and 3rd of February. One more thing before I go, and that's to let you know that I will be speaking at every single Teach Them Diligently this year. So if you are not familiar, with the Teach Them Diligently conference. There are many of them happening, uh, particularly in uh, on the East Coast and in the South this year. So check them out at teachthemdiligently.net. And I look forward to seeing you there as well. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.